G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Abia, and I'm joined once again by John. John, how are you this wonderful, uh, wonderful, uh, what, what are we, spring? No, we're still in winter, winter uh, evening. Ah, uh, yeah, right, we are in Canada. <laughs> it's getting sunnier over here, actually. Like, <laughs> much sunnier. like, the rain's definitely going to come back in like two days, but it's just like, we were like, had like, I don't know, like a month of rain or something. Mm. I don't know. That's I don't think that's pretty normal in Melbourne, right? <laughs> so, oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's kind of relatively unusual here, especially for like yeah. out. Like I don't know. I can't remember the last time I went to was like a so, like you know, rain heavy. It's been a while. Mm. So I've been enjoying oh, the sunlight enough. a bit lately. Uh, that's good. Yeah, we had a couple of uh, days of sunshine on the weekend, which was good. And then come Monday was back to back to normal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back to misery. Back to the, the gloom. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. No, we, before the show, uh, before we started recording, John, you were you were telling me that you you've been recently getting a fair bit into wrestling. Um, yeah, yeah. T- tell us a bit about that, man. You went to an event just recently. Yeah, so I'll split it up into two parts because I had the first part on my mind more. Then I can go to the li- like the live event I went to. So the first part is I watched like a, a lot more wrestling than I typically do this week. Because there was yep. actually a lot of events this week. I didn't watch all of them, but I watched a few of them. So there was Triple Mania, which is Lucha Libre in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's like the top promotion there. Um, they had yep. their first show. Oh, I'm not sure if it's their first show in a while. But it's Triple Mania is their like their version of WrestleMania. Yeah. Their biggest event. Um, and I had Kenny Omega versus Andrade there, who are both oh, Kenny wow. Omega's, you know, top champion in the world, more or less. And Andrade is like a yeah. recent WB um cut off who's kind of got a lot of i don't know i like i i only got into wrestling a couple of years ago so a yeah. lot, like i'm getting more and more into it because there's so much to learn and i'm kind mm. of like so like there's just new, all this new stuff all the time and we're in this exciting yeah. time of wrestling where everyone except for wb is teaming up so there's all this new talent that i get to see all across these different promotions um so wwe and, is still kind of the holdout doesn't yeah, want to cross pollinate yeah. Yeah, they make more makes money sense. than like Earth, so it makes sense <laughs> they're not gonna do much. It's like it's fine, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I can't so, be bothered uh, getting. Uh, oh. So what? What did you think with that 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 matchup, Kenny Omega versus Andrade? Like, it, were you surprised by uh, the the matchup in terms of styles? Oh, um, yeah, a little bit. I didn't. I've I've seen like one match of Andrade before. Like so, like because WWE uploaded free matches. And that's kind of I've kind of like skimmed bits and pieces. Um, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't a bad match. It, there's a conversation about it, but I won't go too into it. Um, uh, what was it? AEW started their Rampage show. They like to mm-hmm. so they've got extra stuff now. So they got three hours a week of like TV stuff instead of just two, and that was <laughs> exciting. Um, and then they got yeah. Um, what else? Oh yeah, New Japan had their Resurgence event, which I didn't see, but I'll probably go back and watch eventually. That's another one where it's like I'm kind of dipping my toes into one promotion at a time, and yeah. New Japan's like this whole thing where their matches go for like almost an hour, or they can. Holy shit! Which is like quite a bit longer than like any other promotion. Okay. Uh, as I understand it, at least I'm not fully, yeah, completely sure of that. Um. Anyway, so I'll, I'll, I might watch that soon. I'm not sure. 
And then mm. I watched a lot of uh, Tokyo Joshi um, Pro Wrestling in Japan, which is a Japanese women's promotion that mm. is just wrapping up their Princess Cup, which is their tournament, their annual tournament for championship and all that. And um, Sounds like a Mario Kart championship. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but that was amazing. I really, really liked that one. And um, hmm. oh yeah, okay. So to end this rambling, um, so a few weeks ago I went to um, Perth's a Perth promotion called Explosive Pro Wrestling called EPW. Yep. Um, they had a one of their first live shows in I think a few months. Uh, like so, this is a few weeks ago in July, hmm. um, at end of July I think, pretty sure. Um, called Hell or High Water, and it's the first pro wrestling, like live pro wrestling event I went to, and it's like it's. I was expecting it to be different, but it's like, it was mm. like, there was a bigger distinction between watching it on TV and watching it like right next to it than I expected. Cause like one thing that really stands out is how stupid loud the mat is when they're like falling onto it. Like they're yeah. getting slammed into it. It's like, boom, like, you know, it's like kind of echoes around. That. Yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. like, you get really get a sense of how, like, uh, like just how like much impact is involved physically. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, whoa. Like, it's like one of the thoughts I had was like, oh, I get why people in the 70s thought this was real. Because, <laughs> mm. like, it looks like it hurts. Um, and I know, oh, it, I yeah, know it does hurt. Yeah. But Ooh. it's just like, you're like watching it like right there. And, and or, mm. you know, on, on like your tiny, like, TVs with the bubble screens, like, <laughs> with the CRTs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. where. Like, you know, like, it's so, like, grainy and everything. It's like, oh, of course you'd see oh, it's yeah, real, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, as the as the definitions get higher, you just, you just like, see through it, yep. which is why it kind of transformed into this, like, very knowing sort of thing, I well, guess, in industry. That, that's the question I have, is that, you know, watching all of these different promotions and different events, is, is everything like WWE now, where it's all kind of scripted and pre-planned or are they actually still wrestling and grappling properly in any of those promotions um i think it depends on the it depends on the promotion typically it's definitely like i don't know it's hard for me to say without actually having done it like i'm very curious about it i try to like seek out that those answers mm. but having not followed her very long i definitely can't yeah. claim to be an authority in any way but um I don't know, in WV, it's like, they're, they're wrestling, having seen only a bit of it, it tends to come off as, like, especially, like, uh, choreographed compared to yep. other promotions. Like, there's, like, they don't hit as hard because, like, they work especially safe, which is a good thing, really. Mm. But yeah. it's also, like, it's kind of hard to buy into it sometimes Yeah. Um, from what I've seen. But it always depends on the people in the ring. Like, cause you're talking about like actual like chain wrestling and like real wrestling. It's like there's plenty yeah, of wrestlers like, who like really work that style properly. Like, mm. um, what's his name? There's this guy who just showed up in AEW. Oh, there's a couple of them actually. Who I'm very excited about because they're both very young. They're like 22 and 24, and they're both oh. like tr like true chain wrestlers who there aren't like there's plenty. There's a number of them, but I don't think there's too many, especially great ones. And they're both very good and very young. <laughs> Um, mm. and they kind of, they seem to be getting picked up by EW pretty soon where it's like, oh, cool. It's like this, like, I haven't seen much of that yet as someone who's new to wrestling. Yeah. I just know about them and it's like seeing them, um, seeing them properly is like really exciting. And, um, huh. interesting. Well, did you, 
Do you see much difference between the say the different countries' approaches, like Japan versus America versus Mexico, to wrestling and 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 the spectacle or the technicality of it? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll pro- I'll probably sound ignorant compared to someone who's been watching it for a while. You know, it's still very yeah. new. Yeah, I guess I just want to make that clear. It's like hey, at least I'm you're gonna, honest about I'm, it. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sound ignorant compared to like any other wrestling fan who's been following for ages. But like, um, uh, yeah. So in my experience, at least, Lucha Libre is very kind of choreographed and very manic, and it's like a lot, a lot about energy and a lot about high flying, mm. and like where faces are the high flyers who jump from the ring and do like the big moves, and the heels, mm. like the bad guys, they kind of tend to be like mat based. They're the guys who get hit by all these like, you know. So like in that, it's like the heroes look like you know these kind of like high-flying gods you know they look amazing um and then like one the japanese promotion i watched tokyo joshi which is like idol themed so it's like it's only women and it's kind of like it's very cute and but it's like the wrestling quality is genuinely very high and it's very character focused okay so it's like watching a wrestling anime uh yeah a little bit it's probably closer but with like a, a more like with good technique yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but that one's like that one's kind of a s- split between like more like authentic wrestling of like that people do in Japan plus lucha libre with all the high flying jump off the rope mm. stuff. Okay. Which again depends on the person wrestling. And then American yeah. stuff tends to be I don't know, mix and match. Like I don't I guess mostly I actually don't know how to describe that yet. I'm not sure. Like, to I me, guess it seems like it's not distinct. Like American style doesn't isn't distinct, like something like lucha libre or something yeah. that's a bit more technical, like Japanese wrestling. But again, yeah. like I'm an outsider. This is just what I've like kind of taken from just videos here and there. Yeah, like it's probably like about like more strikes, more punches, mm. like the like you know, there's holds and throws and stuff, but they're not quite as like hard hitting and there's not it's not quite as it's about kind of trying to like keep the audience entertained and really trying to work into the crowd but yeah. i don't know that's always true so i'm not sure anyway it makes sense because like until recently like a lot of hollywood action films were all about strikes and not and cutting away from like it, it's it's all about the spectacle but not like the impact and you don't see the hits and you don't see like a lot of wrestling like a lot of traditional fighting that you'd you know most fights would end up on the ground so it kind of makes sense that the the wwe style is pretty similar to what you'd see in in hollywood at at whatever time i was was thinking that actually when like with um the last final fantasy uh, uh, not final fantasy fast furious movie like i watched that like the other day like a week or two ago i was thinking Mm. it's like I can't remember the last time I saw a movie where it's like the action was just pro wrestling. Like it's just like it's like they're just doing pro wrestling as choreography. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. it's not like it's definitely partly because Cena's the villain guy and he's doing yeah. you know what he knows. I was like Vin Diesel's yeah. doing it as well. It's like oh they're just doing that. <laughs> like yeah, you, I mean you just see like choke slams, suplexes, like you see. Yeah, and it's like it's so like, like unreal in a movie context. <laughs> it's just yeah. like it's like why would you put, spend the time doing like a, you know. Like a like a lariat and a suplex, like that's not how real fighting is. <laughs> <laughs> fighting for your life, sir. What are you doing? Um, yeah. Makes anyway, sense. 
that that kind of sums up all my wrestling jargon for today i think <laughs> oh that's good that's good hey man that's it's interesting like down here in melbourne we don't get to see many live events at the moment so like i'll, yeah, I'll live through true. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I've, I've got uh, yeah got all that <laughs> uh, speaking of living through someone else how about we talk about uh ethan's article from last week where he he did a review of the legend of zelda skyward sword hd uh, which is a a switch uh remaster of the of the of Skyward Sword which I believe came out on the Wii like the original Wii tail end of the yeah, Wii yeah yeah um, that's right yeah what did you think about the whole idea of uh it being like an opposite game to Breath of the Wild I think right now it's actually really like uh like very attractive right now actually like to play mm. like a more like grounded adventure focused thing like i'm very excited yeah. for the new breath of the wild oh, you know next zelda game that's just breath of the wild again or whatever but um and I, like i'm sure it'll be great but it's just like there is something kind of increasingly refreshing and it's been refreshing for years i think because like open worlds mm-hmm. have been so common i think there is yeah. something like it's kind of nice to see oh it's interesting oh whatever for <laughs> Scarlet Sword to come back and it's just like oh it's like like it's weird how like refreshing this is in contrast <laughs> to when it came out yeah everyone oh people hated it when it came out yeah I know but it's like especially with it's all like it's little quality of life upgrades which I think Cal- yeah. uh, Ethan goes over a little bit so it's yeah. like you know Fee like your little assistant isn't as annoying mm. and like a lot of it's like I think a lot of it's just kind of basic remaster stuff I don't think it changes too much oh yeah, yeah. and then there's like button controls even though yeah, that versus, could be a little better in Ethan's opinion. But still, yeah. you know, still there. Because, like, the original game was kind of, like, one of the, the big things for the Wii Motion Plus. It's kind of the upgraded Motes or the, oh, the right. add-on for the Motes, which kind of gave you more precise controls. And obviously, being an, a first-party Nintendo title, like, Nintendo saw it as the opportunity to really sell people on motion controls and kind of make that a core part of the game. And not everyone liked that. I think the immediacy of a button press maybe uh, was something that people missed and wished was in the original, especially because the game itself was very linear, a bit more straightforward. Though I must admit that, from what I remember, it was a very. L- it took hours to get to any, like to get anywhere, like in terms of. Like the tutorial went for ages, and you know, like the, the yeah. beginning parts of a Zelda quest. Yeah, like oh, this because like, um, was especially wrong. Long, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think I've heard that as well because I remember my. Um, I heard that. I think. I think it uh, like you fight the same boss like four times. I think is one of the because uh, yeah. Ethan does go into it in his review, but um, I'm pretty sure that's another thing that happens. Like, there's all these like there's these kind of relatively small, but you know, at, mm. like uh, what's the word. I guess loud, I guess like, you know, these elements of the game that like it's a hand, like, especially in his older game, which tend to have such a high bar to clear in terms of quality. Yeah. Like these yeah. kind of like problems, especially which now. may be smaller with other game. Yeah. Especially now. Um, mm. Yeah. Like these problems, these issues that people found in it, it's like, you know, most controls that people either don't like or just don't work quite as well as people want. The bosses, mm. annoying tutorial fees, constantly chiming at you like i could see that really and then there's like the linearity which is like i think yeah as you said like i think it's a bigger like more linear than these games typically are 
Yeah. Which are like f- are quite a bit more linear. So. But you're right. Not every game needs to be 100 hours. <laughs> and it's good to have a game that's probably like a tight 15 hours or so. Especially given that the world itself, like the design, like the, the, the watercolor kind of palette that uh, Nintendo designed this game around really didn't... Like, it, you didn't mind it on the Wii which didn't have an HD resolution, but the artwork kind of made up for it. But now in HD, it seems like Ethan really enjoyed ha- like the art the art style so much more this time around. Yeah, it's like you kind of like just in the screenshots, like as I'm looking mm. at the review now just to get kind of, you know, familiar with it again a little bit. Um, and it's like, it looks really nice. Like I, I definitely want to like, like it's, I don't know. It's something like it's getting like refreshing. It's like at the time, I think yeah. it makes me think about how like at the time, the Wii was sort of like you know sold so well like was so successful Mm. but as it like wrapped up it like completely flatlined in a way like as a device um as a like yeah as a cyst like as a um market or whatever yeah like Um, like it, it wasn't like as the kids who got like say the Wii was their first console you know maybe they were seven years old when the Wii came out by the time this came out it's been five years they're 12 they want they want to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They don't want to play kitty games on this yeah. Kid system. Yeah, like that's, that was basically me because like we had like a Wii and we didn't have mm. like a 360 or PS3, especially PS3. Like I got one in high school at some point, but I don't know how because yep. those things were expensive. But like <laughs> um, you know, it's like but it's like Wii was like the entry level thing, and it's like yeah. I think that's something that probably I'm not sure I had. I don't think I had much of an opinion of um, Scarlet Sword when it came out, like mm. you know, because I didn't play it, but um. But, like, just before it came out either. But I think that one thing that kind of hurts is, like, I think for people who really like Twilight Sword and it's, like, kind of darker I mean, approach. Twilight Princess. Oh, Twilight... What did I say? <laughs> Twilight, Twilight Sword. Sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Twilight Princess. Um, when that came out, it's, like, it's got kind of this darker style. It's, like, almost, like, yeah. pseudo-gothic. And it's, like, it's kind of something that I think people He's were, like, werewolf. really... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like people are like really. I think certain people, at least certain fans, like not all fans are like that, but like certain fans were drawn to that. It's like, oh, is this what you know Zelda is gonna be from now on? Like this, like that, that could be really cool, you know, with the power behind. Like the Wii is pretty much just a GameCube, but you know, like yeah. what if the next one, you know, like, um, yeah. And then Scarlet Sword kind of like took a step back towards like a style that was more reminiscent of. Um, Oh damn, the boat one. <laughs> I forget his name. Uh, Wind Waker. Right. <laughs> oh, bad with names too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like I think I I don't know. I I might be wrong, but I, I that, that's the sense I get. It's like just a bad yeah. time for that kind of game. Even though it probably I'm sure it had a lot more positive qualities worth appreciating yeah. at the time. But at least now it kind of has a spotlight to be appreciated and yeah it, it, it you're right it, it can it can really shine at, at this point in time because we are so over you know the 100 plus hour games like an open world like like the far cries assassin's creeds and stuff that just kind of inundated the market like you got to think back to when this came out like twilight princess people said oh it's it's baby it's too kitty the art style is too kitty you can't take it seriously the twilight princess was kind of like a reaction to that like one of the taglines was literally blades will bleed like that's just <laughs> like what <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> that's what a blade does yeah like people were crazy uh like you know the whole um the running of the nerds was a thing back in e3 where people like <laughs> literally as soon as the e3 gates opened like press and people just like 
like stampeded towards the Twilight Princess demo just to to play the new grown up quote unquote grown up Zelda, yeah. and then Skyward Sword comes out. It's kind of like it kind of skirts the line between uh, both of those Zeldas, and you know it's got all these motion controls kind of shoehorned in and stuff, and it's more linear. Like this was the same. Like think about 2011. 2011 was the year that Saints Row the Third came out, so people wanted an, a fun open world that was campy and just ridiculous, and then you had. Um, I think Bioshock was out by then. Uh, I think Bioshock Two might have come out that year. Uh, and and also let's 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 not ignore the elephant in the room. Skyrim came out that year. So imagine right. you have yeah, a game a like one. Skyrim. It's got swords. It's got RPG elements. It's got larger than life <clears throat> kind of enemies and and characters. But it's got like hundreds of hours of content and there's so much to explore. Whereas the Zelda game with its kitty art style not even in hd you got to use dumb motion controls to do any sort of action plus it's a linear story i guess that's probably why it didn't do too well in terms yeah. of like opinion at that time yeah it's like side by side with skyrim it's kind of hard to like if you have a bit of a chip on your shoulder for what you're getting it's kind of yeah. especially i mean like, <laughs> it depends on the person you know it always depends on the player but like when you put it next to skyrim and you don't have access to skyrim and like you want Zelda to like emulate this darker style, it just looks like oh man, they just turned like a tech demo into mm. like this like oh they turned Zelda into like this linear tech demo for this plus Wiimote plus accessory <laughs> rather than like an actual yeah. game. Like I'm yeah. sure it's you know sure it's excellent, and I'm glad it's you know it's getting appreciated more now. But it's like man, yeah, when you put it like that, it's like it's kind of hard to yeah blame like, them. like <laughs> if just for added context, like obviously Skyrim. Saints Row the Third were big releases that year, but then you also had games like uh, <clears throat> Batman Arkham City, so another like open world, pseudo open world action title. Um, Portal Two, that was a huge game. Mass Effect Two uh, was like kind of released on the PS3 that year, like tail end of yeah. 2010 was when it came out on PC Jeez. and Xbox. So Little Big Planet Two, Uncharted Three came out that year. You know what I mean? If you wanted a linear game that was high action high like you know like of a high quality you'd go to uncharted 3 instead of you know something like zelda i guess and like and if yeah. you look at the nintendo side of things like the nintendo ds is uh, 3ds is what debuted that year so the the attention was more on something like uh what was it um super mario 3d land which is kind of like the premier nintendo title that year so it's you can you can see oh. where like well that was also, yeah actually that that's actually a kind of a good point cuz the 3ds didn't really launch in a great nope. way either so people were probably kind of years. yeah so people were probably kind of down on nintendo if that's what they were oh, feeling yeah. at the time too but it's also like you know it's like oh don't even get a proper zelda title you have mm. to like you know and the 3ds is bad <laughs> or too expensive or whatever yeah yep. so it's yeah yeah you know what I mean? like oh that's i'm a cool kid i want an xbox or a playstation i don't want these kid games anymore <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i want to play fifa with my friends yeah, I'm 12 and a half now. <laughs> I want <Yeah>. dark games. <laughs> yeah, so that that's probably why it just didn't survive. Um, it didn't really survive kind of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, Minecraft got its, like, reached, left early ac- access on that um, in that year as well. So oh, wow. Jesus <laughs> Christ, it was a big year. <laughs>
So we kick off the news this week with some unfortunate developments. The main thing that uh, is affected, I think, fans closer to home, being being an Aussie site, is that PAX Australia is cancelled for another year running. So uh, Reed Pop and uh, Penny Arcade, kind of the the organisers of the event, uh, announced on Twitter that uh, due to the kind of the Im- ongoing impact of COVID nineteen, quote unquote. Um, the next edition of PAX Australia is set for 2022. But all hope's not lost. Essentially, what the organisers are planning to do is a virtual uh, PAX uh, Australia for this year. Uh, it'll probably be like a handful of Zoom panels and, and things like that. Obviously, the, the, other, the big part of PAX is meeting communities in person, trying a whole bunch of new games, meeting with content creators and and you know like pop artists uh, pop sorry pop culture artists and things like that but hopefully um paxos online you know hopefully goes smoothly and people are happy with it it's a bummer that it's the second year in a row that things have had to be cancelled but at the end of the day like it's all about everyone's safety and and especially because you know you're talking about <laughs> you know thousands of sweaty cosplayers and stuff like you're probably not going to be able to exercise social distancing or like proper hygiene if you're in such a tight environment with that many people around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did they hold a uh, online version last year? Do you I know? think they did something. I don't know okay. if it was like officially named like PAX Oz Online, like this one is, but I believe mm-hmm. there were some online events. Okay. Um, around PAX, just because you already had all these people, kind of like the world was already paying attention to to our side of uh, the world so it, it kind of makes sense that they would do something like that last year as well yeah because that makes me think it's like i kind of you know if there's a silver lining it's like they've had a little bit of experience mm. um like throwing this kind of thing together and they've got a little time as well this time yeah so yeah like hopefully they'll be able to put on a good show this year yeah. even if it has to and be I think all next online year, yeah exactly and i think next year's pax is going to be like 10 years so I think t- 2012 oh, was the first one. Okay. So I think this is going to be a pretty big one. If mm. uh, next year's one's going to be, it's going to have to be a bigger, bigger deal than normal. Yeah, at least I don't have to. You know, at least it's not the anniversary year or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, John, uh, tell us what's what's been happening on the 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 PlayStation side of things. What what are the rumors? So for this week, it's um, according to YouTube commentator Dealer Gaming, um, backed up a little bit by Xbox Series Nick Baker. Bloodborne and Elden Ring developer from software of um, oh, and Dark Souls, of course. Um, they're working on an unannounced um, PlayStation 5 title that um, doesn't, apparently isn't Bloodborne 2, but will, of course, feature the you know usual brand of weighty, difficult gameplay, like mm. hack and slash gameplay. Yeah, so Nick Baker himself corroborated the rumor. Oh, sorry. Corroborated the rumor by saying that he was preparing to reveal the news in an upcoming... R- upcoming rumor mill article of his um but neither that sony or <laughs> sorry that got spoiled <laughs> yeah um but neither sony or from software have commented um i think we've kind of seen this review- rumor a few times so when yeah. i saw it it's like okay this again so i, I yeah. like i don't know we'll see if it happens i think right mm. now it's just like like oh if it happens it happens but i feel like i've seen it like five times so yeah we'll see yeah well yeah well that's the thing like we haven't seen a new 
Dark Souls in I think since like 2014 is like when the last like proper Dark Souls 3 I think came out or might have been like 2017 maybe yeah I think it's 2017 yeah yeah because I think Bloodborne was like a couple of years into the PlayStation 4 so probably around 2016 or 2015 so it's Mm. been a while since we've really seen From Software do something like this I'm, I'm just trying to think Sekiro would be the other yeah Sekiro was from software and that was the the Activision published one so I guess mm. Sekiro is the last one that we would have played got our hands off of like a a brand new from software game yeah so, they've been working on Elden Ring for a while now so yeah it kind of it exactly. says a lot about how long it's taking well I mean COVID changes things I think it would have been yeah. out already otherwise but um it probably says a bit about how ambitious this new one is because it's, mm. so, it's just such a change that mm. it's taking so long. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like also they're a, they've they work fast historically, yeah. so I could definitely see the making being like and after Bloodborne's like insane acclaim for like what was it like seven years now, <laughs> like eight, yeah. six, seven years, like straight, like I, you know, hear about it constantly still. Like I, I do at least. Like it just comes yeah, up a lot for sure, and it, I'm sure it sold very well. Uh, like. Mm. either you know um so yeah i would i would be very unsurprised if playstation was able to get another deal on the table for this so yeah what so. if it's what if it's a new armored core game <laughs> you know, just awesome just. <laughs> i haven't played one before <laughs> i want to play one imagine um, the souls like armored core game they're pretty good i think <laughs> yeah like, they have it, a good track record yeah. so i think i'd be pretty on board with anything they make to be honest <laughs> like if you if you think about it that kind of weighty action that we've come to associate with the Soulsborne kind of series, maybe that... I, I have to assume that some of that started off with the Armored Core series because what else is more weighty and action than giant mechs? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> it like, I don't know, it's like, it's like playing Pacific Rim maybe where it's just like yep. dreadfully slow. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's going to feel, feel good and... You know, twenty seconds when it hits. <laughs> yeah, the, the the kaiju game we've all been uh, like we've all been waiting for. <laughs> I've definitely been waiting for it. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, not too much to that one. Um, but there's bit bit more news with Activision, I hear. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's another week, another like piece of turmoil coming out of Activision Blizzard. So. The the main the main piece of news this week is that we had a, a trio of uh, ma- main developers from Blizzard leave. So uh, the three that uh, left this past week, uh, uh, Diablo 4's creative director, uh, Louis uh, Bariga, uh, Diablo 4's lead designer, Jesse McCree. Um, yes, that is the same uh, person that Overwatch's McCree is named after. And World of Warcraft designer, Jonathan LaCraft. Um, Blizzard Entertainment confirmed to Kotaku that those three have left the company since then. The interesting thing is that the the, the spokesperson, spokesperson who uh, confirmed the news to Kotaku didn't really confirm exactly why uh, you know they left, but they did kind of imply that McCree and LaCraft, who were uh, named in that infamous Cosby suite of ratbags, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to call that because that's what they sound like. Um, maybe it, it's it's kind of, there's a strong implication that it has to do that with that because it's 
the the comment specifically was you know to move forward to ensure a safe productive work environment for all like you you wouldn't mention that specifically if if these departures weren't at least somewhat related to all the the toxic workplace allegations happening at that company um so it, it's uh, it's interesting to note that um that uh, both McCree and uh LaCraft have previously been linked to kind of misbehaving at the company but Bariga hasn't like as of as of now like hasn't really been named in anything like it you know give it give it a few days I'm sure something might surface but fingers crossed that he ha- he isn't a rat bag so that that's that's at least one positive we can take from this yes yeah. the the other thing is that um the other piece of news that came out was a, a, a pair of reports one from Polygon and Kentaku talking about kind of the the low pay, the lack of job stability, and the and in some cases being dead na- transgender employees being dead named in Slack uh, for people who were contractors or had worked in the QA teams at both Activision and Blizzard. So, you know, it's it's not it's not something you want to hear, but I know you you kind of forget about people who work on a contract basis because you know job stability is a really big like problem at the best of times and when there's when you're actively providing uncertainty it's probably not a good thing to be doing you know what i mean for anyone's um like long-term mental health um but the unfortunately the news didn't really stop there the the final kind of piece of the puzzle was that uh, uh one of the game designers at respawn entertainment who works on apex legends uh, by the name of daniel klein um he revealed that he is no longer working a developer it's uh due to uh, a handful of sexist and racist comments um kind of being resurfaced uh that he made back in the late 2000s like around 2007 uh you know like it's you, you kind of i guess you can kind of feel for him because he talks about in the in the twitter thread that he's tried to quote unquote quote put so much energy into becoming a better person um, and that he he feels quote unquote depressed that people may not be able to ever fully forgive him for what he's done, and he he claimed that he said those things because he didn't he didn't believe in those things, but he thought that they would get a reaction, which you know any any teenager any kid on the internet can relate to that. But you know he was like almost thirty when he made those comments back then. Like how yeah. how how young is too young to know that your your words have have consequences? You know. Yeah, dude yeah. was 27, yeah. and he made, like, a pretty horrific blog post. It's, like, not just a tweet. It's, like, a full, like, oh, screed. It was, like, a series. Of, yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, it's hard, like... I appreciate that he changed. I hope he changed, because, like, that's how he presents himself publicly, as I understand yeah. it. Like, he's, you know, he's, like, if you go, like, run back through his timelines and stuff, like, you'll see that it's been like this for a while. But yeah. um, it's still kind of... It's hard to get over, and it's a bad time to have someone like that in such a high position. So, mm. I can kind of... I mean, I can sympathize a little bit, but I can also, I don't know. I'm not going to feel too much towards it, frankly. I just, I'm just hoping, yeah. you know, he's truly as good as he is and he's he's going to get hired somewhere else. So Yeah. And the, and the thing is like, like in the Apex Legends kind of subreddit and, and the community, like people have been kind of unhappy with him. I think kind of blaming him for the lack of balance in the game or issues with the game. And he, oh. he said as much um, when he spoke to Kotaku saying that, you know, 
he he said that the person who uncovered these things clearly was quote unquote looking for things to hurt him with. So yeah, that's fair. And 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 but the thing is that would he have apologized and acknowledged everything if he had not been if if these things hadn't been drudged up? Like, would he have gone out of his own volition and? like said hey i said these things uh i'm willingly telling you and i'm apologizing and i'm hoping that you can sit in your heart to forgive me you know what i mean yeah like i can understand like if he did come out earlier and say this stuff but on the other hand i kind of get how any human being would like who's genuinely changed would want to just you know push it leave it down far away especially Um, when your job's on the line yeah so i don't know so it's like he says some awful things but it's ultimately a tricky situation. I can sympathize yeah. a bit, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's like yeah. ultimately he's not going to end up like yeah. in this, like poverty or anything. It's uh, yeah. I mean it's like it's still a, like a unfortunate situation in a few ways, but I don't know. Yeah, I bet no one's going to want to go near him for months, and then maybe six months later he'll just quietly get hired somewhere, and then it'll yeah, just blow probably. Like, like I mean, it's it's not like. It's not like a Chris Brown situation where you didn't really feel remorseful or didn't really serve, you know what I mean? There weren't really any consequences for what he did. Whereas, like, here, it seems like he actually does genuinely feel bad about what he... the type of person he was back then. Yeah. But it's just, like, still, it's such a, like... It's like, it'd be easier to accept if he was younger, but 27 is such a... Like, that's how old I am. It's like, that's like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It's like I I accept that like I understand that it's like a touch situation that's not like mm. it's it's not really one I I would be feel comfortable giving like a concrete answer as like you yeah. know to resolve it but mm. um like yeah. if it was seventeen at the time and you know maybe like we've all said dumb shit when we were seventeen especially if we were you know not exposed to different people from different groups or you know yeah, like the ideas yeah. we had were kind of shaped by what we hear in the schoolyard. But, you know, when you're 27, you'd hope that you would have worked in environments where there are people from different backgrounds and, you know, you you would be a bit more conscious about what, how you think about people or how you talk about them, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Guess, I guess, like, at a minimum, I would like to think that whoever's taking a spot will be someone of, you know, different background, mm. like gender, sexuality, whatever, sort of, you know, can bring a little bit, you know, kind of push that forward in industry, which is what's really needed as it's you know we've seen time and time again so um yeah i think that kind of wraps it up (laughs) yeah yeah well in in elsewhere in the industry uh you know that he might be trying to bury what was in the past but i tell you who isn't trying to bury what was in the past and that's (laughs) take two interactive and rockstar games because the the latest rumor uh is that the the publisher of of the rock of the Grand Theft Auto games, Take Two Interactive, which owns Rockstar Games, that makes those like the Red Dead series and GTA. Uh, like last week, PC Gamer reported that Take Two Interactive told investors that yes, it's going to be it's working on three new iterations of uh, previously released titles, and that's a quote there. So, either a remaster or a remake of some popular titles from its back catalogue. This week, Kotaku uh, has claimed that sources have linked that uh, these three games may or may not be separate to remakes of Grand Theft Auto 3, 
Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So so the the first three 3D Grand Theft Auto games are kind of made the open world genre so popular um like i think i don't think any other series can really claim to be as popular as that besides probably skyrim i'd say yeah there's not much that can kind of claim mm. its stature in the industry i think yeah so the the sources that kotaku and uh, uh listed also claimed that rockstar dundee which is a scottish developer that previously used to be known as Ruffian Games, uh, which uh, was most famous for working on Crackdown 2 and 3, as well as uh, doing some work on the Master Chief Collection. So there is some pedigree there in terms of uh, working with open world games and doing remasters. So it does make sense that, you know, having a a satellite studio like that working on uh, modernizing those older games would be great. I mean, uh, I remember you telling me you were trying to you were trying to get one of those games working on a modern PC. That didn't go too well. Yeah, it's probably because a lot of games don't play well with a laptop that has integrated graphics because yeah. I have a bad piece, a bad laptop that doesn't have an actual graphics card. Uh, but it's also a very old game, so those mm. don't necessarily need one to play well either. But yeah, so trying, you know, I think I think actually when this report came out, it's like, oh, let's see if I can, you know, boot up Vice City again. Because um, there's like mods available and stuff, but it's like, boy, mm. does that game just not want to work? Um, so I'm very excited about a modern port um, that I can actually play. Because I think you can get, like, because the reason I want to play like Vice City on PC is so I can mod in the original music because they've taken that out. And oh, I'm sure okay, these, yeah. like, it'd be nice if they were able to get that back. I, I probably not. We'll see. That was such a good soundtrack. I yeah. Um, like, that's like a big reason why I want to play it at all, even though I'm sure I like a lot of it. It's just mm. like, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I'm I, I, like uh, going to be starting something by Michael Jackson was like, I think that, and uh, I think one week one winged dove was like another huge like those are like oh, two yeah. game two songs I can really remember from that soundtrack. Yeah, I, I can see them leaving Jackson behind, um, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I think part of the report was that'll be. I think it's like this weird middle ground between a re- remake and a remaster where I'm, as as a, as a re- the report details that they're using Unreal 4 to make it but I think it's an, mm. I think the idea is that they're using re- using Unreal 4 and kind of like importing all of the game into it and sort of yep. going from there. I think that's I think that's kind of the gist of it. Like it, they're not remake remaking it. Yeah, um, they're yeah. kind of yeah, they're doing kind of a pseudo remake. Like, like you got to remember like these there were there were a lot of quality of life improvements that were made. Ooh, sorry. I think there were a lot of quality of life improvements made in like GTA four and GTA five. Like you can like quickly restart a mission. Remember like in those first three like three D games, like if you failed a mission, you had to like drive back to where the mission starts uh, and go that through that Oh god. Yeah, that wasn't even a thing cuz I've replayed GTA 4 is like a very favorite game of mine cuz I really like how yeah. driving the driving model which is yeah. like I'm kind of a unicorn in that way the more I hear about how much people hate it. Um but um yeah, it was like man, that was like something they added like the restarting mission thing. They added that in the expansions of GTA 4, not the base oh, one. Wow. So like that was a that wow. took them a long time to put that in. <laughs> um Jesus. Yeah, because yeah, cause like because the the Saints Row series, before it went like parody of like GTA and stuff, like the first two games were super serious, 
uh, in like the story. I mean, the weapons and some of the dumb shit you get up to weren't, but they did have quality of like a GPS indicator for where to go, how to get to a location, um, and restarting missions and stuff. That wasn't there in the GTA games. Like, if you wanted to, okay, first you'd have to restart the mission, but you'd also have to figure out how to get back to that other spot until you got to a point where you actually knew the cities pretty well because they weren't the biggest maps but uh you did kind of like it was still tedious to kind of do all that busy work when you didn't really need to like if you think about it yeah yeah it's like you know modern games after it yeah probably at the time too you know because like saints row was able to do it it's like they kind of you know they spoiled the modern player with all these quality Mm. of life features that it took a long time for gta to get and it's like it would yeah. be nice, like, and yeah, that's right, because like I've only played a little bit of like those three games. I think I played like mm. a little bit of GTA Three, like the start of Vice City in other some other time period, and I don't think I've ever played San Andreas. Uh, just wow! So you I was, were a, very, I was a shel- well. I was a sheltered <laughs> child who didn't get, yeah. didn't play violent games until because they scared me when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> so I only played other stuff, um, and that's yeah. So I yeah. kind of I, I got on board with GTA Four um, in high yeah. school at some point. That's the that so. I never played GTA Three. I played a lot of GTA Vice City, and then there was like one mission where you like doing like you're basically a remote control helicopter, and that and that's where I got stuck. I never finished it. Um, I played San Andreas. I got all the way to the last mission, and then just I think I like reformatted my PC or something, and I just never (laughs) finished it. Yeah. Um. And I, I, GTA Four is the only GTA I've finished, and I haven't played Five, but I did finish Four, and I actually you I actually liked it five. too. Five. That's wild. <laughs> for yeah, a I minutes. haven't. I, I think I will. Like, I think by the time I think I was at an age where I was like, you know what, I don't like these. Like, I don't like how sexist and racist. Like, I didn't like yeah the yeah. dirtbag characters that I had was forced to play. Yeah, and I like, I have yeah. strong opinions on that because like yeah. I really liked GTA Four, and I think it like largely holds up personally yeah. like i like a lot of its cast and its story mm. um because like i think they're genuinely endearing in that they're like real, largely like horrible people but they're genuinely yeah. funny and mm. like it's kind of i don't know uh, maybe it's just nostalgia talking but like yeah. with gta 5 yeah you haven't played it but gta 5 is like it's very mean-spirited by by comparison yeah it's very, very it's very yeah. ugly in tone and 100%. like and it, like the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was like, oh, maybe it's just because it's like if GTA Four, like all these games are parodies of the cities and of like US culture, and mm-hmm. like if GTA Four was like a parody of New York and like post nine eleven politics, it's like mm-hmm. G- GTA Five is like a parody of like the excess and like superficiality yeah. of LA, but it's like it doesn't really yeah. work because it's just so kind of mm-hmm. gross in so many ways. Because I played through mm-hmm. it twice, and it's just like it ends up just like the characters are like kind yeah. of either dull or or they're just kind of not fun to watch yeah. and they probably i can't imagine they hold up great in like today yeah. like it wasn't that long like oh, it was like eight yeah. years ago actually so a little while yeah but it's like <laughs> i know it's it's been around for a long time yeah, yeah like think of like i remember it was like okay so trevor's meant to be like the trailer park trash franklin's meant to be like oh he's the gangbanger from the hood just trying to make it up and then you got michael who's like kind of the you know the 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 spoiled rich guy or the retired gangster, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like and the I guy remember who like got all out. the marketing. Yeah, and I remember all the marketing being like, "Oh, look how crazy Trevor is!" Like, look, I can't believe he's doing that. It's like, but you programmed it. Like, you're the one who m- made this game like this. 
So yeah. I remember that being off put by that, and I just never really got into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it has much charm at all, but that's yeah. kind of a different conversation, I suppose. Like, I actually remember playing the GTA 4 multiplayer. Like, I actually didn't mind that. I love. I loved it. I, I played a lot of that. I played that a lot with like a one a high school friend. Like, I played a lot of that one. Mm. I played um Red Dead's online a lot. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I like that person shooters with like I, I really like that how those games control especially GTA yeah. 4 where you're basically like controlling a marionette like it's really how clumsy how cool is it yeah. I love it like I really like that it. was the first one with like snap to headlock remember it was like uh, sorry his snap you had kind of the snap control where, oh, like, yeah. if you were like near the vicinity you could press a button and you'll snap to the person mm. and I, I, I just remember like the clunky animations and everything like it was just a like I, I don't uh, like all I know from GTA Five is just like, you know, uh, the memes around Franklin getting ro- roasting, wait Lamar roasting Franklin. But <laughs> yeah. like, I remember GTA <laughs> yeah, Four yeah. like, Casanico, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there was, there was a lot more stuff happening, and like the dumb shenanigans you could get up to with the Euphoria engine, where there was like so many dodgy animations, and like I remember the, the brick, like the the muscly guy who's like Alpha. He's like gonna keep it Alpha. Like I just remember those parodies, yeah, Brucey. Yeah, it's yeah, like, Brucey. It's, yeah. <laughs> I seriously, I seriously, I play oh. that game a lot. Like I know a lot yeah. of it, like off the top of my head. Uh, Welcome but it's like, to Perth, and I'm like, what? Like I remember like weird shit like that, and yeah. like uh, I remember the the wannabe rapper who was on the street, Pathos. Like, that. oh yeah, that's right. Like I, I just, it, it was there was there was so much character to that that game. Yeah, and yes, you know, it was like a brown, grayish like theme and everything. But I don't know. I I, gen- I love this. I like the soundtrack. I liked the city. Like I really liked the way it was kind of depicted. Even even like when you went to like Liberty City, sorry, like like the like Little Italy and stuff. Like there was a lot of character in in, in that yeah. game that I don't think I saw. Like it, that appealed to me in a way that um that uh kind of. GTA 5 didn't. And, yeah, and it's also... It's like, yeah. I, yeah, like, I wouldn't put, like... GTA 5 doesn't appeal to me as much, but, I'll like, yeah. a lot of people love it, like, love that world, but there's, like, a grit yeah. to GTA 4's Liberty City that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, the game like, kind of does a good job of, like, showcasing crazy. through these, like, all these 100%. missions, like, where, like, you know, you're really hanging around, like, the... Yeah. kind of these grimy places in the city where I think yeah. in, like I think in GTA yeah you haven't played it but like in GTA 5 Michael. it's like there's not much um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Vostok FM oh god sorry <laughs> <laughs> but like um, yeah in GTA 5 it's very like uh, I don't know I, I I feel like you don't really hang around anywhere in particular to really mm. get a strong sense of it that's probably yeah. something I don't love about it but anyway On to nicer topics, um, mm. nicer games. Please. <laughs> Nintendo had held their latest Indie World feature um, with some cool announcements. I'm excited for pretty much all of them, I think, or like, or a good m- number of them at least. Yeah. Um, so for this... Yeah, well, what yeah, were so, the main things? Yeah, <laughs> lost myself there. Um, so <laughs> first off was Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, a Jet Set Radio style um, free skating adventure. Um, I think sick. it's. I'm pretty. I'm <laughs> very certain it's like the people involved were involved with the original Jet Set Radio, but I need to go double check that. It makes sense given the style, given the trailers and, and and what we've seen so far. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so Team Reptile announced that it's coming to Switch as a timed exclusive next year, but that timed ex- that timed part is only about a week, <laughs> and then it'll go up on Steam and all relevant platforms, whatever those are. We don't know yet. Um, yeah, a week later. So Dreamcast. Yeah. Happy for everyone, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, after that, um, Four Quarters and Devolver are bringing the their like their take on the idol game Loop Hero to Switch mm. sometime before the end of the year. Um, oh, nice. After that was Shovel Knight, made by oh, what are they called Yacht again? Club. I think it was yeah, Yacht Club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like kind of Tetris esque dungeon crawler where it's like kind of I don't know. I, I actually. It's like it kind of weirdly reminded me of like a bejeweled, except you control the cursor or something. I okay, I wonder if it's like Puzzle Quest, which was like kind of like bejeweled with RPG elements back in the day. Like, yeah, I wonder like, if it's like that. Yeah, we need more RPG style puzzle games. There aren't mm. too many of them. Um, after that was Tetris Effect Connected, um, which Ben at our double jump called the best version of one of the best puzzle games of all time, coming mm. to Switch on October eighth. Mm. The, have you played that have you played Tetris Effect Connected um, I bought it when it released I haven't played Connected I think I'm pretty yeah. sure the Connector part is just the multiplayer part I, pl- yeah. I played Tetris Effect when it came out and I'm not very I, it made me realise like oh man I'm really bad at Tetris, no, Tetris. so but I didn't I get very far liking that I, I did like it I just yeah. didn't get very far <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just I, I kind of came back to it and it's like oh I'm still bad at it and then like <laughs> that's kind of it so far fair enough yeah anyway yeah so October 8 on Switch for that one um, after that was Toem. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. I don't know. Probably, probably said it in the trailer. <laughs> Grayscale, like black and white photography collectathon style game, set to release Sweet. on Switch later this year. I'm really looking yep. forward to this one, but I'll get to that at the end. Latest, uh, next Metal Slug. Next, like last, next one in a while. I don't think that there's yeah, been a new Metal Slug so. in a long time. At least not a. I know, and that this one's an especially official one since it's like yeah. isometric and turn-based and roguelike. It's a bunch of new features for this series. Metal Slug yeah. Tactics, um, slated for Switch and PC at some point next year. And mm. lastly, um, Chucklefish, producer who um, published Risk of Rain and Stardew Valley, <laughs> and Starbound and Wargroove have announced that they're bringing Pix Pill. That's it. Pixel's adventure game Eastward to Switch. Alongside Mac it's quite and Windows PCs, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, in September next month, mm. um, which was yeah, but that was a big announcement for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> There's more. Um, alongside that, there were a number of shadow drops, seven shadow drops. So yeah, it was just so basically games that were kind of released alongside the event. Yeah, um, like ac- mic drops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, I feel like Nintendo, like, they do this, like, probably more than anyone. And yeah. 7 is still a lot for them. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, yeah. So, Axiom Verge 2 at the top of that list. Um, released Huge. onto the Epic Game Store and PlayStation as well as Switch. Um, that one's been, like, anticipated for a while. And they just, yeah, just drop it definitely. out of nowhere. <laughs> um, Boyfriend Dungeon. Oh, a, my God, this game. <laughs> yeah. So, top-down. Was it like top down RPG where you date your weapons? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's and the thing is like there's all this controversy around one of the characters in the game, which is basically a guy who just doesn't um he is like 
it's sort of like you know that he seems nice, but then he he doesn't leave you alone. He stalks you. He finds you, and like there's a whole discussion about consent in games and and all these like guys complaining about why is this guy contacting me when I don't want them to contact me. I don't like that. It's like well, that's just life for many women around the world. Yeah, welcome. First. Yeah, actually, like on a very weird tangent. Oh, it's not that weird. I don't know. Whatever. Um, the next JoJo's Bizarre Adventure part. Have you? Mm. Did you hear about that at all? No. Um, okay, that was announced like a week or two ago. Like Stone Ocean, like the anime ad- adaptation of like part. Mm. I think it's part seven, part six or seven. I don't remember. Um, oh, six. That's right. Um, yeah, that one's kind of an interesting one because that one's going to have dissimilar conversations because <laughs> oh, one of the characters okay. has a very similar sort of like forceful wow. type. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the anime. I need to. It's on my watch list. That's I know. Good. I know I people like are it. yelling at me, but yes. Once I finish, uh, I'm watching Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam at the moment, which I really like. Once I finish that, I'll I'll jump into JoJo's. That's really sick music. If that helps you at all. <laughs> uh, so anyway. that's the thing, you know. Um, roundabout, like that whole ending meme is that yeah. from the, sh- the is that from jojo's bizarre adventure or is that yeah. from like a previous series oh uh, i don't know if it like it might have been an existing song already i actually can't it is it is it's by a band called okay, yes or is? something yep yep okay, like, it's okay. Like from I, the I don't 70s. think i knew it until i watched it yeah okay. yeah i think most people did either. I, it's definitely from that <laughs> it's definitely from jojo yeah okay cool cool uh, <laughs> okay so the rest of the um, Shadow Drops, um, Curious Expedition 2, which I think is a bit mm-hmm. more of a classic roguelike mm-hmm. um, sequel. Garden Story, which is a Zelda-like RPG, um, which we'll be reviewing shortly, or maybe not so oh, short, yeah. I don't know, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Islanders Console <laughs> Edition, um, Necrobarista Final Pour um, by our Melbourne studio yeah. in Melbourne, yeah. and Slime Rancher Portable Edition, which is, I'm sure... I'm pretty excited to play that eventually, actually. Yeah, so I'm I think pretty happy number about two that. is coming out. I think number two was announced this E3, so right, fun. right. Um, and to wrap it up, a number of like new release dates for a few Switch ports. So Astronia in January, Ooh, far nice. ch- far changing tides in early 2022, <laughs> which I think was re- I don't remember when that was announced very recently, wasn't it? I've got yeah, I, I forgot when exactly. Yeah, the name still sucks. <laughs> Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, gang, uh, gang Beasts for this spring. Um, 100 Days Winemaking Simulator for this summer. And Lumber, Lumber Jack sometime next year. I love that. Okay, I love that one. Just the idea yeah, of it, just playing. It's, alma- it. it's almost as good as... Bear. Uh, what's it called? Bear and Breakfast. Bear and, bear and Breakfast. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it was, it's kind of it. uncanny how similar in overall tone and style it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cause it's like even the bear looks similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. I, I think, yeah, you like Button City, I think, came out. I, I remember you were, you really liked that at the Wholesome Direct from like the E3 kind of time, like Button City, yeah, which was yeah. kind of like that. It was sort of like, it looked like Animal Crossing, but not quite. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Animal Crossing, but more of an adventure game, and mm. each setting is more of a like little diorama. I think that's yeah, I think that's what the gist yes, of it is. I think that's I think that's. Oh, and there's out. a lot of mini games, I think, but yeah. that's also true of Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, that was good. That's that's a good that's a good set of uh, games there. Like, what what was what what are your top three games there? Uh, um, I'm actually super excited for Tome. I was very excited mm. that it was released because I that was one of the. Um, 
as we mentioned last week, the Steam Next Fest. Um, from yep. the one that was held during E3, I played the demo of Tome. It's really fun. It reminds me a lot of... Um, it gave me a lot of like, cause it's kind of like a collectathon, except using a f- camera to do all of it. Doing all yeah. of, like, so you're kind of like solving these little puzzles around mm. these like set set environments. Um, so like using yeah, using your camera to solve them in one way or another. Um, and it kind of it reminded me a lot of like completing like playing like a kind of older 3D platformer. Like you know, cause I brought up Spyro some weeks ago, and like I like how. I come back to those game games like that because they're so easy and I like I, probably because I know them so well, really. But it, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that, where it's like each puzzle is like it's fun to kind of like uh, scavenge the environment because the environment's very small. And mm. You kind of just do what you like. You just gotta figure them out because nothing is particularly hard to figure out. It's just kind of like nice and fun and cute, and you just kind of like collect all you want and then just move on to the next part. And it's yeah. just like and it kind of. I don't know. It's like the best way I'll describe it is collectathon with a camera, and it's it's really nice. I really like that one. What's next? Uh, next. What's next for you, man? Uh, I was really into Garden Story, so I'm very happy I get to review that. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm, I haven't got too much. It's I've I've played like five minutes of it so far, mm. um, and it's it's really really cute. It's it's even cuter than I thought it would be actually, because oh, like good. the pixel art is like really uh, it's really detailed and vibrant. And I don't Sweet. think I had much of a sense of it before the trailer that we saw in the Nintendo, uh, mm. this indie world direct. Well, well I guess we um, won't have long to wait before we see yeah. before we know what you think. <laughs> mm. um, were you excited for Loop Hero? Heard you turned up during that. <sighs> yeah, like it's one of those things where I know that was like a really big talking point over. I think I think it came out earlier this year, but yeah, it I, did. Yeah, so I know that's definitely something that to be like. I think it's just. I just love the look of it. Like I'm a sucker for that type of fake pixel art. <laughs> like, yeah. like imagine this game was made back then, but clearly it couldn't be because there's so much detail and so many colors. Like I bought Shovel Knight, the Shovel Knight collect collection or Treasure Trove or whatever it was called on 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 the Switch. Like I'm terrible. I have I haven't I buy a lot of games, but I don't play them. So like this, I, I'm probably gonna end up buying this, but not actually playing it, which is dumb. Well, <laughs> if it helps any, it's actually it does really. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it doesn't take very long to beat. Like I was expecting yeah. a lot more from that game because I I bought it when it released because I got really hooked on the demo. Yeah. Um, and then it's actually like a pretty short game. Like I think they've added a bit That's more good. to it since, but it's yeah. If you want, if you want something that you'll be done with in a week, you'd probably be able to do it. You know, Sweet. get a good okay. amount of time out of it, but still. Yeah. Not oh, designed you know for a huge amount of time. Damn you! Now we're gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna end up getting that (laughs) (laughs) so that does it for the the big headlines from the past week in gaming as always if you would like to chime in with your thoughts about the topics we covered or even uh, talk about your favourite kind of wrestling promotions you can write in at podcast at doublejump.co we'd love to read out uh, any any feedback any thoughts or any questions you might have and, and answer them on air but yeah John it's been it's been another another fun episode. Uh, I'm I'm excited to to, to read your review on a garden story. So yeah, I'm looking for that. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. <laughs> Gonna play it next. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, Abia. Oh, anytime, man. Always 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 love having you along. But yeah, until next time, everyone, look out for one another. Peace. Bye, guys.